Welcome in another episode of We're Talking, Craig Malonso and Dave Amato. Raging Dave, how are we doing tonight, Dave? I am doing very well, sir. How are you doing? You know, I'm feeling all right. I, uh, I know this is going to be, uh, we're recording now, but about an hour ago, I had Mr. Jay Walker over here and we drank a little bourbon. We had a little, actually, Old Forester birthday bourbon for his birthday, which was last week. So yeah. one last time. Happy birthday, Jay. I know you had a great weekend, but uh, moving on from that, uh, you know, lots of positives here. So what I, I, I saw you grab a glass there and take a sip. So what kind of double IPA oh. bullshit commie pig stuff are you drinking tonight? No, I, uh, I, I, I did this for you. Um, ah. I, I am drinking. You're going to love this one, um, and I'm going to show it to you so you can see it, but nobody else can. This is a Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. Okay. Out of Lexington Brewing and Distillery. So it's they, they own a brewery and a distillery that are next door to each other, and they, they, they did an ale that was uh, barrel-aged in one of their oak uh, bourbon barrels. Yep. So... Uh, that is what I am enjoying tonight, and that was specifically for you. I, I do have an, uh, an IPA on tap just in case I need it. Okay, well, you know, honestly, you know, I did have uh, when uh, my, my company's headquarters is out in New York City. So when we, when we go to New York and everything, uh, there was a restaurant we'd go to. We went specifically to this restaurant because they had a bourbon barrel ale, and it was, it was okay. It was enjoyable. Don't get me wrong uh yeah i i this, tonight go ahead yeah this one's very good i've had it before and uh i've been at new news recently and they had it in their single okay. pack and i said man this is going to be perfect for our podcast i'm going to make sure that i i break it out so i broke it out specifically for you most excellent i appreciate that and i and then i don't have to harass you about the double triple single barrel ipa commie pig <laughs> Uh, stuff that the girly beer, you know, but I'm just joking. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, I am drinking uh, Wilderness Trail Rye Whiskey tonight, 115 proof. Don't have a, a age statement on here, but it does say uh, it's a single barrel, so which is very nice. I don't, I'm not seeing straight on here, but I have to believe it is older than two years. So, but it's a uh, settler select. Okay, and very interesting. Jay and I had a glass of that after we went through our three bourbons that we had for our. Uh, uh, so, nice. Well, but, you're ahead of me a little bit. Yeah, I'm about ready for bed. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to no. catch a plane to Dallas tomorrow. So, oh lord. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get started then. Let's talk uh, upcoming week in the Sun Belt here. Uh, looking at some of schedule. Let's talk. Very interesting game to me with Arkansas State and ULM. Arkansas State can uh, score. ULM is, we don't know what, mm -hmm. but what's your thoughts there? Yeah, look, the game's in Monroe. I, I, I think I think Monroe, uh, UL, is, UL Monroe is playing better than Arkansas State at this point in time. And I think being that they're at home, and I did hear today that the backup quarterback at Arkansas State is going to get some playing time. 
Okay. Uh, Lane Hatcher is still going to be the starter, but I think they're going to try to get this young guy that they have behind him some playing time. Not because Hatcher's playing poorly. I think they're just trying to figure out what the future is going to be, and they want to see how this guy is. So, I, 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 look, I think I think at the end of the day, the the Arkansas State has realized that this is a season that's pretty much done. It's all about just trying to get some younger guys in. So I think UL Monroe is playing for a lot more, and I think ultimately they they should be the team that wins this game. They're a better team on paper, uh, and it's hard for me to say that considering that they're. I did not think they were very good this year, but I think Arkansas State's got so many problems right now. Well, you and I both didn't expect much out of ULM, but at the same time, I do think they're playing uh, they're playing better, and I think they play very well at home and if yeah. you're in the Monroe area I encourage you to go out and watch this game uh very interesting there uh next game Georgia State at Coastal Carolina uh yeah. a game that Grayson McCall I believe is still out and I, I hate to, so, I'm kind of like so, Kevin Foot here with this uh indefinitely thing well which I understand that we're frustrated we don't what does indefinitely mean does it mean a week does it mean two weeks uh, right. but if the, if the cat's hurt I mean and we don't know when he's going to return what does that mean for Georgia State and their ability to beat Coastal? Yeah, so I just saw today. I'm watching while we're on this podcast. I'm I'm watching the couple of Maxion games yep, that are going got on, them on right now. Had them on and, for the last three hours. Yeah, they they had a little uh, on the bottom of the screen scroll across that Grayson McCall is questionable for tomorrow. Okay, uh, but should be available for the Texas State game the following week. Um, now that could be coach speak. That could be him trying to, you know, yeah. pull some wool over people's eyes. I, I don't know because originally I read an article that said he might be done for the season. Yep. Uh, I think, I think they're trying to keep it very hush hush on where he is. Look, they've got a pretty good backup quarterback, Bryce Carpenter, who played a, quite a bit for them before Grayson McCall got there. I, I, I look, I, Georgia state is a team that I, I, I look, they, they played some really good games. They've been, they've been up and down. They've looked really good. And sometimes they look really bad at others. I think this is going to be, especially if Bryce, uh, if Bryce Carpenter plays, I think this is a better game than people expect it to be. Um, I think Coastal wins it, but the spread is 10 and a half. And I don't think it's going to be 10 and a half. I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. My uh, personal opinion. Yeah, I think uh, Georgia State has a great opportunity here, and I've been wrong about every matchup this year, so I just yeah. ought to shut up. But at the same time, I agree with you. Coastal Carolina would be stupid to bring uh, Grayson McCall back uh, yeah. for the Texas State game because I think uh, right now the way – no offense to Texas State, but uh, yeah, you, you could have – hell, shit, we could bring – Terry Bradshaw back right now and and he, he he would be Texas State and he probably couldn't probably couldn't walk three steps either way. Yeah, so. I, I I think look, I think you keep him out of this game, you keep him out of the Texas State game and if he's healthy enough to play late in the season when it might matter whether they're in the conference championship or not or a bowl game, that's when he comes back to play if he's if he's healthy enough to play. Yeah, I agree. I mean, right now they've got three games left. They've they've got uh, Georgia State, which I think is their biggest threat right now. I can see him at at South Alabama the last week of the season on Friday night. I can see that being a game that they might need him to play in. Yeah. But for the Texas, if he's going to miss this game, I don't why see why you bring him back for Texas State. 
I, I completely agree with you. I don't think there's any rush to that. It, it, if you get past Georgia State with Bryce Carpenter, I think the reality is you should just hold him out against Texas State. And then if he's relatively healthy enough, then you bring him back against USA if you need him. So, okay, speaking of USA, they're, they're at App State. If this game was at, in Mobile, I think uh, South Alabama has an opportunity here. But I, I really like the way App State is playing, and I think they're, they're good right now. What do you think about this game here? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, they also have another problem, and that's Jake Bentley. Looks like he may be uh, hurt for this game as well. He did not finish the game against Troy, um, and uh, – Trotter came in. Demetrius Trotter, I believe, is the okay. quarterback's name. He came in, and he had played quite a bit for South Alabama previously before Bentley got there. Um, right. And we saw him play. He played against us uh, a couple of years ago. So I think I think App State wins that game because I don't think Bentley's going to be healthy enough to play. So I think Trotter is the quarterback, and I think App State's better than them anyway. It's in Boone. App doesn't lose very often in Boone. I think I think they win that game. Now the spread is 22 and a half. The question is, are they going to be able to beat them by 22 and a half or not? But I do believe they win that game pretty handily. I just don't know if 22 and a half. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. And like I said, I've been wrong with every game, but I, I'm taking App and the points if it's me. But yeah. again, I, like I said, I've been wrong. So put your money on opposite what I've done. Our last now game, I will though. tell you this: the 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 over under is fifty three, and I, I I would I would venture to say that they do score more than fifty three in that yeah. game. App's going to put up some points. I think South can score a little bit, so I think they, you know, I, my opinion is I think they're going to beat the fifty three. The twenty two and a half is the one I'm I'm just not sure about. Yeah. Uh, our last game before we get to the, the uh, Louisiana at Troy. Georgia Southern and Texas State, to me, the, this is a game of two underperforming teams all year long. And maybe and maybe not so much with Georgia Southern, but maybe it's, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's heartstrings being pulled here that I, I thought they were going to be better this year and it didn't work out. What's your thoughts there? They're playing yeah, in San Marcos. It's in San Marcos, but look, they got the same situation. Brady McBride is out. Um, and I think he has been ruled out for this game as well, which means Tyler Vitt will get to start again. Now, interestingly enough, Tyler Vitt was terrible against us, but came back last week and played pretty well. Um, they're a two-point favorite over Georgia Southern. I think, boy, this is a this is a really tough game to call. Um, but I'd have to go with I'd have to go with Texas State. I did. I did hear that Georgia Southern was considering uh, either starting or at least giving some playing time to Cal, uh, Cam Ransom, who had started earlier in the year when uh, their their starting quarterback was out. Um, so, so I don't know. Both of these teams are kind of a mess. Georgia Southern, I, I guess their new coach is there and he's behind the scenes, but still, I, I don't know what he, he seems to be involved, but not involved. Clay Helton is there now. And it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they fit him into this season. But look, both of these teams, I think are done for the year. They're just kind of finishing it out, trying to figure out next year. Um, obviously Georgia Southern has a plan for next year with Clay Helton coming in. I think uh, Spadaval is playing for his coaching life right now. And he's got to give them something to believe in. Otherwise he might be out. 
Yeah, I agree with you there on the, on, on the Texas State. The only thing I will say about Georgia Southern is that Helton is there, and I agree with you that he's not in probably in the day-to-day -day operations. But I do think that uh, Georgia Southern players and coaches are, are auditioning for next year. Oh, so that's, no I mean, that's where I think it's different in where Texas State, yes, their coach is playing uh, – coaching for his life but uh they don't know what the replacement might be at this point so that's the only difference sure. i see in the two yeah so it's, it's probably the uh with the exception of the game we we haven't talked about yet it's probably the most intriguing of all the uh all the sunbelt games this weekend well it, it's a game that i'll have on and last week i watched the georgia southern game and during the game they did have helton on uh and a pretty lengthy interview and it was it was uh quite enlightening for the sense there so yep. but all right dave let's take our first base uh first base first break okay maybe i have been drinking but who knows i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say uh you've been listening to we're talking craig malasa and dave amato tonight we'll be right back after this brief intermission and of course i gotta hit the stop button first so now <laughs> Did I? Still haven't. Welcome back into We're Talking. Craig Malonson, who is still learning to work in the controls on his computer because he's a complete and utter moron that likes to drink bourbon rather than record podcasts. That's besides the point. Dave, back. Yes. Let's talk Troy hosting Louisiana. Let's go to Troy's offense first. What are we going to look at? Let's start with the offensive line and work our way backwards from receivers and then running backs to the quarterback. How about we start at the offensive line? What is it? What's going on there? Yeah, they're not a big, they're not a big offensive line. They have been pretty healthy for most of the year, but they, they missed a, a big player uh, for them. Um, their left guard, DeAndre Butler was out last week with an injury. And that was really the only time that they've been down an offensive lineman. That unit has played quite a bit together. Um, this season, they got a couple, one's a guy transfer from Jacksonville state. Um, but, but for the most part, um, they've been a pretty solid unit. Um, they, they seem to, you saw it last week, I think against USA, they were, when they were missing Butler, it was a big deal to them. Um, they were playing a young guy in replacement for him. And I don't think they were as good as they have been all season. And, I'm going to be honest with you. I have been, I've been up and down uh, Troy's uh, fan forum and I've been up and down uh, listening to their coach, Chip Lindsay do press conferences. He is keeping, he has a ton of injuries either from last week's game or going into last week's game that he is not talking about whatsoever. He's not saying whether these guys are healthy or not, whether or not they're going to play or not. He is saying that we'll have to wait and see, and later in the week I'll let y'all know what what what's coming up. So on the offensive line, look if DeAndre Butler plays, I think it's a it's a it's a big piece, and it's going to help them be a much better football team. If he's missing, it, it's like us, right? Early when we were missing uh, a, a, a couple of offensive linemen, it really kind of shuffles your line around, and you're not as a cohesive group. So uh, whether or not Butler plays is going to be a big a big question mark good deal what about going going let's start with the wide receivers first on the uh, on on the on the outside keeping with yeah. the, the line theory there 
is there any big guy play out there guy? Or are we looking at, you know, well, they, they had two. Um, they've got a young guy, Tez Johnson, who is fantastic. Uh, this guy is lightning in a bottle. Every time he touches the ball, he can be just, uh, he's, he's a playmaker at every, he can run the ball. Sometimes they line him up in the backfield. They run reverses. They run, they just try to get him the ball in space because he's that good. He's not a very big guy and he's a freshman. He's 5'10", 160, but he is, he is fast. Uh, and they love getting him the ball in space. Uh, he's got 53 catches on the season, three touchdowns, 500-plus yards. He's a good one. They had another one who was a super player, and he was a veteran on the team, Reggie Todd. Now, he's still on the roster, but he was not dressed out. He hasn't been dressed out for a couple of weeks. He's under some investigation for some uh, odd things that have happened. Um, but he's still a member of the team. Um, I did hear Chip Lindsay state that he is a member of the team. He's still on the roster, but he is not going to be dressed uh, anytime soon. So um, he kind of made it. Uh, he said he's going to let the legal process work itself out. So we will not see him, which I think is a good thing for us because those two guys are dangerous. Outside of that, they're not super, super talented at the wide receiver position. They have another gentleman who's kind of their uh, go-to guy over the middle in Luke Whittemore, but he left the game last week. He's one of those other guys that I said got injured in the game and did not come back. Um, he's kind of the he – he's – he reminds me a lot of uh, the wide receiver at App State. Uh, uh, his name slips my mind all of a sudden. Uh, Thomas Hennigan. Um, he kind of catches everything over the middle, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's just a real good possession receiver. But it's going to be a question mark whether he plays or not, because like I said, he left the uh, USA game and did not come back in. Uh, and then they got a couple of good tight ends that 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 make some catches. Not as good as the tight ends that we saw last week but but two pretty good tight ends on that football team that have a handful of catches but really it's Tez Johnson and Luke Whittemore who are their main guys you know it, it's funny you bring up last week I think Georgia State is a very underrated team in the Cape always play the Cajun stuff uh but <laughs> it, it is what it is Let's move on. Before we get to the quarterback position, let's talk about the running backs. Where are we going to see there? Do they have a bruiser? Do they have the breakaway back? Where yeah. where is there where is their strength there? Yeah, well, their strength is in a guy named Kamani Vidal. And uh again, I, I it, it's almost like a broken record. Um, Vidal left the game with a head injury um last week. And and I don't know if anybody or if you watched the coastal Troy game. But the only reason Troy was in that football game was because of Kamani Vidal. I did hear a little bit of it. Yeah, he was a stud in that game. Now, he hasn't been – the thing about Troy's offense is they have not been super dynamic all season. They have been good but not great. Um, Vidal has like five yards of carry. If he's not able to play – it really hurts them because their backup is a guy who's been there for a long time, BJ Smith. And Smith is a good, solid running back, but he is not having a, a very good year. I mean, he's only averaging about four yards a carry. 
He's not playing nearly as much as he had been, but he'll be their go-to guy if he has to. He is more of a, 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 a an every-down back. He's a little bit more of a bruiser than Kamani Vidal. Vidal has some breakaway speed, can be that, that big-time breakaway guy, but if he's unavailable, it's really going to put them in a, in a tough situation. They've got a third guy who has a handful of carries, but really it's been B.J. Smith and Kamani Vidal all season. Well, the third guy is what scares me because we don't know anything about him. We don't know where he's where he's coming from and what will happen. Yeah. Let's move on to the quarterback position. Is this going to be finally a week that we know who's at the quarterback position, or is this going to be another one where they're rotating guys in or out? And maybe it may be the guy that we think it's going to be, but at the same time, there's somebody else there that can come in and, and we wouldn't yeah. have seen him. Yeah, we don't know. Um, and we can truly say that. This team had a quarterback controversy when the season started. Taylor Powell, uh, who was a transfer from Missouri, and Gunnar Watson, who had been a starter there uh, previously, were battling for the job. Um, Taylor Powell got the job. Taylor Powell has struggled quite a bit. Um, but then Gunnar Watson took over, and he's been the quarterback. Well, he got hurt in the USA game, another one with a head injury. Um, he did not come back in. Uh, Watson played and played well. But overall, if you compare the numbers, Watson has six interceptions compared to seven touchdowns. While I'm sorry, Powell has seven touchdowns and six interceptions, while Gunnar Watson has been six touchdowns with zero interceptions. Um, so, so he's really taken care of the ball. Watson has. Um, they're both their numbers are very similar as far as yardage and completion percentage but it's really been about the interceptions. Uh, Powell throws a lot more interceptions than, than Gunnar Watson. So we don't know who's going to be the quarterback. And again, Chip Lindsay said it at the press conference. We don't know. He does not know, or he's not telling us who's going to be the quarterback. So Those when are. he, when he goes with a quarterback, is it generally that guy that's going to play the game or is it going to yeah. be, we're yeah. not going to see two different guys come in at different times. No, he prefers to whoever the starter is, is going to be in the game unless he gets hurt. The problem is that's what's happened. They, they've been banged up pretty much all season and been bouncing back and forth between the two guys. Look, the one thing that doesn't scare me is neither one of these guys can run. Yeah. They are, they are passers first. Um, they both have negative yards overall. So we're not going to have to worry about them being able to break out and, and run down the field like we've seen with some quarterbacks earlier in the year. These guys are going to drop back and throw the ball. Good deal, man. All right, let's take our next break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about the strength of this team, which is the defense and mainly the defensive line. And we yes, may sir. do reverse and start in the defensive backfield before we get to the defensive line. But you're listening. We're talking with Ragin' Dave, Dave Amato, and Craig Malonso. I know you love it when I say that. I do, sir. So – Raging Pagan, if you're looking for us on Raging Pagan, Raging Dave and Mel Rock. So come back and we'll be right back after this brief intermission, or as they like to say on some radio stations, this time out. I found that new this week on one of the radio stations I left, or was it last week? They go to timeout instead of commercial breaks, being a sports station. Kind of like it, kind of corny, but I kind of like it. So not making fun of them. So we'll be right back after this timeout. Welcome back in. We're talking tonight, Craig Malonso and Dave Amato. Dave, we talked about it right before the break, but the strength of this team is the defense and mainly the defensive line. So let's save them for last. 
let's talk about the defensive backfield here. Is this a team the Cajun is going to the Cajuns are going to be able to pass against? I, yes and no. How's that for a complete and utter? Uh, wow, man! Not not giving a, a, a solid answer. Um, Way to give our list of listeners some info there. I mean, can you can you <laughs> no, get a better here's, waffle? Here's what I'm going to tell you: if the offensive line can, <laughs> right? I mean, wait, I mean, let's just go to Waffle House now because that's what it's coming to. Now, and this is what I mean by it. If the offensive line can protect Levi, then the answer to your question is yes. Okay. Um, uh, They've got the the weakest part of this defense is in the backfield. Um, And I think that's where we have an advantage over them if we're going to do anything. They do have a really good corner in Reddy Stewart, who's been kind of their main guy. Um, the other guys that transfer from Austin Pay, uh, Elijah Culp. They're, Go they're, yeah, that's right. They're both, you know, look, they're decent in the in the defensive backfield, but they're not great there. Um, and when we start talking about the linebackers and the defensive line, we'll be able to tell you how great they are. I mean, they're really solid there. So I think if if the offensive line can protect Levi, I think there's an opportunity for Levi to throw for some yards. That's going to be the biggest question is if he has the time to, to drop back and throw those passes. They do. They, they, they play a little bit of a hybrid four, two, five. They've got a extra defensive back. That's a, more of a, a hybrid linebacker guy, but he, he's a, one of those safeties that can kind of play all over the field. Um, TJ Harris is his name. And I'm going to tell you, he's, he's the one that you worry about because when you look at his stats, he is, He's not a guy that you say, well, obviously he's very good at, at being a defensive back because he, he leads the team in interceptions. Um, but he also has six and a half tackles for loss and three and a half sacks. So he's very good at rushing the passer. He's also very good at playing safety. Um, so he's kind of all over the field. So he's a, he's a really guy, a guy we really got to worry about in the back end of it. But outside of that, I don't, I don't fear their corners. I don't fear their safeties. TJ Harris is the guy that if you got one of them, he's the guy you fear. Okay. Fair enough. I'm going to ask you a question, but I, I don't think it's appropriate to ask it now, but we'll get to it later on. Hopefully I remember. No, I'm just joking, but uh, <laughs> write it down. Go, yeah. Let's go to the, Oh yeah. Because I can read my handwriting. No, let's go to linebackers right now. Yeah. Where, where are we looking at there? I mean, is this something, do they blitz? What are they going to do? Are they going to drop back and pass? What is the strength of their linebacking core? So, well, the strength of the linebacking core is a gentleman by the name of Carlton Marshall. Um, Carlton Marshall is a tackling machine. And I, I remember I wrote this when I was putting together my 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 uh, preview for the game. Um, he is the best linebacker in the Sunbelt Conference that's not named DeMarco Jackson. And DeMarco Jackson, who to me is – maybe the best player in the Sun Belt for App State. Uh, Carlton Marshall is has 92 tackles on the season through, through nine games. So he's averaging a little over 10 tackles a game. And he is not – of those 92 tackles, nine of them are tackles for loss. Um, so he plays behind the line of scrimmage a lot. And I'm going to tell you, in the last two games that I've watched Troy – he is all over the field. He is everywhere. 
Um, you see him making sacks. You see him making tackles for loss. You see him making plays on tight ends. You see him covering guys out of the backfield. He is just an animal. And he's a guy we're going to have to be careful for. He's just that good. And the guy who plays next to him is K.J. Robertson. And I, I heard Chip Lindsey talk about K.J. Robertson is a guy who could probably play on offense and defense. He's that good. Now, he's second on the team. Now, listen to this. He's second on the team in tackles with 46. And I don't know if you remember how many tackles I just told you Col Colton Marshall has. He has 92. So That's there crazy. is a – yeah, there's a big drop-off between number one and number two. But those are really good linebackers. And they got a couple of other guys who come and play and, and spell the two linebackers. But Carlton Marshall is a guy you got to know where he is and you've got to take him out of the game. Because if he is, we did it with DeMarco Jackson when we played app. We're going to have to do it again with, with Carlton Marshall. He's that good. Well, that being said, then, if we, if we take him out of the game, what does that give for the defensive line? And is the defensive line a – is it one of those things, and we've talked about this in the past, about the Saints drafting Ricky Jackson when the Dolphins went for Hugh Green because everybody saw Hugh Green making all the tackles and everything and doing this. Well, coming to find out that the Saints are watching and find out that the reason uh, Hugh Green, they play on the same team at Pittsburgh, the, Hugh Green was making all the tackles because Ricky Jackson was being double teamed every time. Is, is that a similar situation or is – or is this defensive line really that good? No, they're they're good. They're they're very good, um, and, and that's why I keep saying they're they're talented all over the field. And look, I, we said that a lot about App State when we played them, but but these guys are really really good. They've got um, a gentleman by the name of Javon Solomon, who leads it leads that group with forty three tackles. He's he's very good. But 15 of those are tackles for loss, and 10 of them are sacks. The other guy on the defensive line is a guy who has 27 tackles and seven tackles for loss and three and a half sacks. So they've got guys, almost all of their defensive line and their linebackers play on our side of the line of scrimmage. And that's really scary because I went through all of their starters, their, their, their seven or six starters, because they play a four-two-five. Um, there's six starters up front, and every one of them has numbers that you would hope would be your your best defensive player. Um, they've got a guy who has 28 tackles with nine tackles for loss and eight sacks that comes off the bench. I mean, they're just they're talented everywhere, but they come after the quarterback. They're going to try to get after the quarterback in any way possible, either from the linebacker position. And like I said, even from the safety position, because TJ Harris is going to make some sacks behind the line of scrimmage too. So they're just strong everywhere on defense. And it's really starts with the pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. It, it, to me, their, their defensive line has been amazing. And, it, and it's, it reminds me of the old days when, when Troy first came in to, the Simbel Conference, and and they got all these transfers that came from D1, mm -hmm. you know, Division you know, P5 yep. that, that didn't have to sit out. And the, and, and the year before the transition came in, and, and and Troy had a great team. So 
It, look, Troy's, Troy's got a history of very good defensive ends. I mean, you, you, you think about, you know, some of the guys who have played in the NFL that have played for Troy. They've got a history of having good, good upfront players on defense. And, and this team is no exception. Uh, I'm watching here and I'm trying to figure out, well, uh, I'm, it's a two-point conversion for Kent State against Central Michigan. One, one referee comes in uh, marking it on the six-inch line. The other one comes in with his hands uh, uh, raised in the air. It'll be interesting to see what they call here. And by the time this is probably posted, it's going to be two days later, so it's going to be very anticlimactic, and, and, and everybody's going like, why the hell are you talking about that? I think it's a touchdown, but let's move on from there. Um, you know, uh, last thing I just want to, I want to say, because by the time we do post this, uh, we're, put, we're, we're recording this tonight. It's the, it's the, uh, it's the birthday of the Marine Corps. So I want to say happy birthday to all the Marines out there. And Absolutely. thank you for your service. Tomorrow will be Veterans Day with all of our armed forces being celebrated. Uh, and again, this may be posted on Thursday, the day afterwards, or uh, armed forces day or actually, uh, yeah, probably Thursday, or, which will be the 11th. I'm sorry. Getting my days mixed up here. It's been a crazy <laughs> week. Uh, we're, you know, we're 99 days out from uh, Cajun baseball starting, which is That's my right. pride and joy. So, uh, basketball season has started. It's a great time for Cajun sports, but I do want to thank the men and women of our armed forces. Dad is, uh, is a 25 year veteran that, that passed away in 2000. So, uh, Thank you to the men and women of the armed forces. Uh, Dave, I don't know if your family has any guys in there, but uh, I'm sure somewhere along the line, you, you're proud of your family service too. So Yeah, absolutely. And, and we didn't have a ton that were in it, but I do have a lot of friends and some family that are, have served in the military. And I, I, I concur 100% with what you said. And there's those guys put it all on the line and uh it's it's just amazing i have a, one of my best friends in the world who has been on three tours um twice in afghanistan and once in bosnia I, it's an amazing thing what those people do it's a special breed so so hats off to all of those people well you know i i think you know when you and i were in school i remember there were a lot of guys in the marines there i i don't know if there's still a uh, marine reserves here in lafayette but a lot of the guys that I went to and uh, went to school with were there. Also, they had the Air Force ROTC. Uh, one of my uh, one of my nephews is now a drill sergeant in the Army. Uh, has been there nearly nine years. Very proud of Christopher. Uh, my other nephew, one of my other nephews who uh, came to USL or I'm sorry, shit, USL <laughs> came to UL and is now in the air force and very we're proud of both alexander and christopher we're showing our age with the yeah. usl at least we're not saying sli because that would yeah. mean we're really old well you know i think there's a guy or two on the board oh, i know not, that i not yeah. trying to call you out boomer yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> no i don't know if boomer is that old love the man gerald gerald yeah. landry so but hey guys whether if, if whether whether it was you or your parents or your family uh, thank you all for your service. It, it's uh, this is what this country was was made on for the men and women that have fought and died for our country and give you the freedoms that you have. So thank you, everyone. Dave, thank you for your time tonight. You've been listening to We're Talking with Craig Malonso and Dave Amato. Dave, last word before we sign off. Anything? Yeah. 
No, look, just uh, this is a big game. The Cajuns need to come out and play hard. I think they can win it. I think I think overall they're a better team. I just think there's a lot of scary things about Troy that we need to worry about. Um, we didn't talk about their special teams, but there's nothing really scary there. But I, I will tell you this. And one thing I noticed when I was looking at their coaching staff, and I wanted to mention this, is Rusty Witt. Yes. Is their strength and conditioning coach. And, and, and for – a lot of Cajun fans that will remember Rusty Witt uh, just because of who he was, that he was on the coach staff. But more importantly, if you remember the first ever Cajun bowl game, um, he split his head open by headbutting a Cajun player on the sideline early in that game. Uh, and he is the strength and conditioning coach for uh, for uh, Troy. And he was our strength and co- uh, conditioning coach under HUD for a number of years. So uh, that that was the only thing that really stuck out to me on the uh, coaching staff that I did see that I didn't realize he was there. Uh, I knew he had went to Texas Tech and I didn't realize that he had left Texas Tech and moved on to Troy. Yeah, he so. went to Texas after Texas Tech. He, I believe he moved on to Army and then to Austin P for Coach HUD for a little bit and then to Troy. Uh, more importantly, Rusty Witt is a former, former yes. Army Ranger. Yes, so, uh, Rusty, thank you for your service. No, you're not listening, but Cajun fans are proud of you and, and the time you spent here because without your strength and conditioning, we don't get to that first New Orleans Bowl. So, for absolutely, now, absolutely. we'll sign off. Dave, thanks again. We'll chat again soon. Uh, it's nice to get back to Saturday football. You're listening to. To we're talking Craig Malasa and Dave Amato. Have a good evening. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.